This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Winning is fun, but I've always found winning big puts you on the path to long-term sustainable wins, and that to me is real fun. In this podcast, I bring you leaders from all walks of life and all over the world. And the reason it is very important is because each one of us are different. And because of the difference, our winning paths can be the same. And this variety is very important. A wise man had once told me, Urjun, seven out of 10 things that you need to be successful already exist in the industry far, far away. And today in that spirit, it's truly an honor to bring in front of you my VIP guest, Shujit Sharkar. Shujit is one of India's highly acclaimed award-winning film director and producer. His movies he has directed include Gulabu Sitabu, October, Piku, Madras Cafe, Wiki Donor, Yaha. Many a time, I feel the highest recognition of an actor comes or a director when based on what his peers and those who are most recognized in the industry describe you as. And Amitabh Bachchan, India's biggest movie superstar, gave him the ultimate compliment when he said, Shuji Sarkar is many creative beings in one form of his body. Ultimate compliment. Before coming to Bollywood, Shujit was successful in theaters and in ad films. Shujit, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Thank you so much, Arjun Sen. Thank you. So Shujit, to start with, you are a storyteller. And what is what got you so excited about telling stories? I think not. Uh, I don't think that uh, uh, I am a story. I think everybody is a storyteller. So uh, I think there is a, we all have the uh, creative, uh, I think, creativity inside us who can tell stories in any form. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine, I am, I am in a technical world, possibly in a world of cinema mm-hmm. and art, but I think everybody is a storyteller somewhere down the line. I mean, I, I have grown up in Kolkata, I have grown up in Delhi, uh, and I've seen everyone is... Is a marvelous storyteller, uh, you know, whoever I've met. And um, so uh, my interest of uh, in filmmaking, actually, if you can say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, came quite late, you know, in my life. I mean, of course, we have all grown up watching films, but films were, was never in my agenda. Um, I mean, it was never in my radar also. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically a sports lover and I loved uh, sports. And of course, I, in Kolkata, I have grown up in north of Bengal. North of Bengal is a complete, uh, is full of forests and, you know, uh, jungles. So I think mm-hmm. uh, that's where I grew up. Um, so these are the world which attracted me. So 
and also um, till my graduation i had nothing to do with cinema mm-hmm. so uh, uh, one it, it just happened one fine day my, my friend who was in who was uh, practicing theater mm-hmm. uh, in delhi so he used to keep calling me he come join us sit with us so one fine day i i was working in in a hotel industry and then i watched a couple of plays mm-hmm. you know and i have not watched serious plays uh, never in my life till at the age of possibly 20 1920 so then i watched a play and that play uh, that was nasiruddin shah and om puri and you know amrish puri that affected me a lot that particular play it was a play uh, about a, about a part story of mahabharata mm-hmm. but anyway the form the theater the 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 presentation the art the performance the music everything just somehow attracted me and since then i think something went wrong inside my head space that i got interested and i started i joined a group a theater group mm-hmm. uh as a carpenter so wow. doing all the backstage work okay yes i was very good in carpentry so because my father was also in air force and he was the heading the carpentry department mm-hmm. later in life uh, before that he was in a glider department uh so uh and the group because these are very amateur theater groups you know mm-hmm. uh in india these theater groups are not so paying you know they are somehow managing means and putting up performances mm-hmm. so my group was called act 1 and i would do all the backstage work mm-hmm. so all kinds of backstage work i mean uh getting a rehearsal space getting tea for team members uh doing all carpentry work in in the backstage in the art department all kinds mm-hmm. doing music so that was my basic setting and learning you know where i actually got hooked into this world of art and literature and i had nothing to do with literature also Mm-hmm. so um so you can say that's that's where the actual you know uh, my journey on, in this field of art and culture and literature started so as you were behind the scene starting from carpentry doing everything what was the one thing that made you really love theater well i was still then quite amateur you know in terms of understanding what theater was because i slowly started uh, studying you know then i started uh, reading a lot uh, got influenced by people who were around me mm-hmm. you know i was just in a some kind of intoxicated mood of some like minded people coming together i didn't had any vision i didn't had any uh, any path that i'm going to do this i'm going to what i'm going to do i had nothing mm-hmm. i was just i had left mca in the middle of you know uh, the course wow so my father was really angry and then i left a, a job and of course i didn't try for mba also and then something was i i it's very difficult to explain there was something intoxicating about this this theater experience 
but i was there's nothing was planned the, the only thing was whatever i was doing i was loving it so uh, it was uh, out of my everyday life whatever i've heard from my um in this from the society from family that you 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 read you study you graduate you do you go for a job and of course every parent wants you to be the best you know there and somewhere after watching that play nothing was you know i was liking it so and i was just i was just sucked into this world i don't know so there was nothing particular that i was there was at that time there was there's a there was in my mind that i'm going to do this or what i'm going to do i was just helping them backstage and understanding possibly i love that and yeah and the thing that i think you mentioned is even as you use the word intoxication but they also you made a commitment like to me i'm also looking at growing up in india like i'm just thinking what would it take to quit halfway through your academics to commit to something and that to me is a real powerful commitment as you look at so can we move and talk about yes, yes, some of yes, your films yeah yes it is actually you know uh, uh, because now i uh, when you're asking me when i go back that decision of quitting you know for a middle class middle class family in india mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the only boy son from home uh, from a family uh, getting a job in a a, a, a good five star hotel mm-hmm. a good secured job uh, is a big thing you know it's really a big thing and you know? then you don't need anything you're insured for your life mm-hmm. secured and insured and one and a half years down the line you work and do, do this job and then you leave uh, for theater even i don't know what happened mm-hmm. but something must have happened here something must have gone wrong here that <laughs> i got all right all right pulled yes yeah. and and i think you know that's the part where i also look at in relationships too you get to a moment when you feel that the search stops here and then you commit 100% to make it work so moving from that point to jumping little ahead to some of your movies you know the thing that again i'm just looking only from a movie viewer point of view is you have very clear vision there's a lot of simplicity and you tell your stories with so much confidence and the simple situations are so everyday so if i talk about like three of the movies and the first situation is in india i talked about middle class you know sex talking about sex sperm donation those are taboos like especially we didn't go there so you first movie you are thinking of one of the first movies sperm donation unknown actor of course ayushman later on immediately became an overnight heartthrob so what was the vision behind what were you seeing that most of us didn't see that made vicky donor well uh well everybody saw it like uh, uh i think uh, the reactions that i got as a, as a comedy mm-hmm. uh, but for me it was a, a real life satire you know mm-hmm. uh Uh, so i think uh, in the beginning actually uh, 
because we were used to kind of films which were you know um slapstick in nature crossing the boundaries having double meaning so for me it was quite simple and easy for a film like wiki dona to cross the boundaries mm. so i think that's where my theater learning comes that you know that even if you have if you are free to do anything but there are certain boundaries there are certain boundaries that you need to be in that boundary and work mm-hmm. yes there is a freedom to do anything but i think that boundary makes you a very conscious possibly uh, person mm-hmm. so the first thing that i decided on wiki dona when the story came in and when the when we started developing the story idea uh, of course there were humorous situations and they were all absolutely real life situation from life um some i've understood some i've experienced myself some i've heard from doctors some i've heard from uh, clinics so uh, my whole attention was about the infertility problem mm-hmm. so uh, infertility and is a huge you know uh, and childless couple who can't talk openly about this fact and was really um uh it's a huge problem in india but it's still a taboo of course so i was not sure that how the film will be received as such you know mm-hmm. uh, in terms of people but i knew that you know one thing that i'm going to make this as the way i want to make this film possibly yes there are you know you do mistakes possibly if i would have if i go back and make wiki donor now i would have i would have deleted some deleted some few things you know added few things that's for sure mm-hmm. but uh my whole attention was what not to do of course first thing was not to play to the gallery mm-hmm. secondly not to make the film unhygienic in terms of in characterization in terms of dialogues in terms of the framing in scenarios that everything should look endearing and charming that this is i knew that this is a taboo uh, subject but how not to go into this world of a slapstick comedy that's very easily available in bollywood mm-hmm. so so first thing was what not to do that became much more easier for me than i knew what exactly to do so whether it's aishman khurana or uh, or the dr chadda mm-hmm. so you know or the the bg the character or the dolly you know the mother i think so i think all became the part of this thinking uh of uh, of a progressive family and of a progressive uh, thinking possibly so so that's how i conceived this film and that's how it became wiki dona so you know i love that concept of crossing the boundary and so can you talk about that one scene which is like like an iconic sequence and you know what i'm talking about is the two elderly women sharing a drink and they are just having that heart to heart conversation so can you just help me understand little bit more about the importance of that scene and how the concept was created please well that's uh, let me tell you a small anecdote when uh, when the film got released i i i got uh, letters and comments and messages on my 
you know, Facebook and everywhere else from from all the elderly women around the country that thank you for showing that scene that next time when we when we go to a, a wedding, we won't be offered a soft drink. We also will be offered <laughs> a, 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 you know, a rum and a, 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 you know, and a soft drink or some whiskey also. So, you know, so that film liberated a lot of, uh, 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 it was quite liberating for, for a lot of people to see it, especially women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this came from a small incident in my personal life. Uh, uh, so I'll just give you that incident where, and then I shared this incident with my with my writer Juhi. So uh, you know I was in Delhi and I was not earning enough. I was just managing, as I said, was doing theatre. So my friends, you know, Piyush Mishra, if you know, Piyush Mishra is a singer and an actor, mm-hmm. writer, Gajraj Rao. So we all has used to. They will come you know, and visit my house. And in the evenings, we will sit for a couple of drinks. And my father was suffering. My mother was um, a housewife. I and mean, she was uh, every day, what you know, what a you know, mother and a housewife goes through. So she was not sleeping well. So one day I came down from the terrace, my friends left and my mother said that she was not sleeping. So I said, do you want to try a little, little drink? So I said, no, 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 no. Your dad's going to be really angry and I have never... So I said, you try, if you don't like, don't, don't, I mean, you know, if you, uh, so she said, okay, just give it to me. Don't give me in a, in a, in a, uh, in a glass, give me on a, in a steel glass so that nobody can see. Yes. Said, yeah. Okay. So when a metal glass, so I gave her a little drink and she had that and she didn't like the taste, but she had it. I mean, because she just wanted to have something, uh, you know, out of her everyday life. So. So I went back and I slept and I, I woke up in the morning and I saw my mother in the morning working and everything and you know everything. I came down and I asked um, Ki. She said, "Bhalo ghum hoyche." Because I slept very well. So, so this after this, she would every day call me. When are you coming back home? Hmm. You know. So she <laughs> expected me to give her a drink. And of course, everybody around us was very angry. And my father was really angry. I said, what? She was not having a, she's not addicted. She just wants a small drink and she's enjoying in the evening and she's sleeping. So this is the scene. And she slept very well. This is the scene I described uh, to my writer. And from there, this, this particular scene of VG and Dolly drinking together and sharing their mother-in-law and daughter-in-law sharing their own life. Uh, entire day they would fight and evenings they would actually this lot of the scene was also a little improvisation also mm-hmm. uh, so both of them uh, never had you know a drink to drink so but they did that scene impromptu so I think that was fascinating about that particular scene love that love that you know talking about crossing boundaries let's move to Piku and three of India's most amazing talents, Amitabh Bachchan, Deepika Padukone, and of course, very unfortunate for us to lose Irfan Khan, such an amazing talent. You get these three amazing actors. Now, what boundary were you trying to cross when at the core of the movie was constipation? It resonated like crazy. I have laughed my head off. But what was like the whole concept? How did this movie come up? 
to get these stars, amazing actors, and build them around this concept? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, see, when, when we were working on this idea of, of this father-daughter of Bengali family, and father, of course, is aged and, you know, uh, he needs help and, and he's constipated. I think it's the most common um, situation hmm. anywhere around the world, you know, if you go. And especially in Bong's Bengali family and, and Indian family. So I think after the film was released, I think everybody told me that we are Piku, you know, we have become Piku uh, in our family. And there is one Bhaskar Banerjee like Amitabh Bachchan in every family. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a it's a father or it's a mother or his aunt or anyone, I mean, some senior person is there who is painful, irritating, but loving. Mm-hmm. I think I think Arjun, the most important thing about this film was yes, it dealt with constipation, but I think it dealt with beautiful relationships. Yes, it's it's the core of the film was actually caregiving that you know my whole agenda was about caregiving that older people at some point they can't live alone they need to be you know that's why that one particular uh, uh, scene where irfan asks what's your future i mean what's going to do we're going to marry and and, and piku deepika says that when the parents go old they can't live on their own they have to be kept alive so you have to, as a, as a child, you can't leave them. You have to, they took care of us and we need to take care of them when they are growing old. So I think that was, that caregiving was the absolute underline of this entire film. And the, the entire film was, 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 was based on this particular fact. Yes, you fight, you shout, there are, there are all the time there is the problem going around. So, so it was very difficult for me uh, uh, to approach these actors mm-hmm. because I didn't know. I was not sure. I mean, I was because I was not ready to take no from them. You know, I just I because I wanted them badly mm-hmm. uh, because you know for for the film to reach, and so for me, Irfan, I had informed him while I was writing, and. Irfan, of course, is, is one of the finest actors we have and a beautiful person, person actually. So, uh, and then, of course, Mr. Bachchan. Mr. Bachchan, in the beginning, of course, uh, when I went to him, he called me, yes, come over, Shujit. And so I went, I went to his home and I told him that, just one line that, you know, this is a father and a daughter and you're the father and, and father is all the time irritated because he's constipated. So he was silent for quite some time. And I was also silent. I didn't know what he's going to react. I mean, you know, as a superstar, mm-hmm. you are going and asking them to play a role of a constipated father. So you can understand, you yeah. know, we can't imagine superstars being constipated. So, mm-hmm. you know, so. And I don't know, something happened to him. Okay, Sujit, give me the script. So, and I gave him the script, uh, you know, and then I think, I, I could understand that there is a nod because he's understanding, he's looking at me. 
he possibly somewhere down the line understood the series i have not come with to him with something you know just like that there must be something unusual as a characterization and somewhere i could feel that yes he has agreed in his mind you know but he read the script and then we are with deepika it took just 5 minutes for me uh, i went there to hear actually know from him so from her i didn't realize that why will she do her character role where the film is discussing about constipation she was a glamorous lady in our industry but somewhere i saw a lot of a a bengali uh, a girl and a daughter in her, in her, you know in her mm-hmm. in her face in her in her behavior the, the small snippets of his films of her earlier films that i've seen but she also just took 5 minutes i narrated her the first scene actually i performed i mm. performed quite well in my own scripts so i act well so you know i acted and you know in 5 minutes she was in the first scene she she was on she said i'm doing this film so that's how it happened uh, but then uh, the big task for me was how to put them together on the screen because they all come from a different uh, you know uh, school of, of um, uh, you know acting irfan you know he's a absolutely a trained actor but he's he's a man of uh, spontaneity he can go uh, take after take and he can keep maturing mm-hmm. on the other hand mr bachan is absolutely is a method actor he will rehearse and rehearse he can he can rehearse for 8 hours 9 hours at a stretch you can't imagine how easy he will not move out of the set even if there's nobody in the set even if the shouting is going on you know a chaotic set he will keep rehearsing and he so he will not deepika on the other hand she will sit down she will rehearse she will not rehearse fully she will go around she will acclimatize so putting them all three of them with their temperament and with their school of acting it that was a little challenge in the beginning but slowly i think uh they understood the film they understood possibly that it takes time for someone to understand the film but i think finally they got it right i i i feel so and i think you know the thing that you talked about is the movie is about caregiving and the depth of the connection and as you mentioned on one side the frustration that was there in the daughter but at the same time the connection was so deep that you could have the arguments and everything else as you start going through and yes, you know to yes. me another the thing also that you mentioned is relating is to me me personally after i went through a few surgeries i just realized that with my daughter the conversations went to a place where we never went before she would right away want to make sure it has happened form this that everything and i just feel that that relatability is there in life and also i really feel that again just as a sample of one i just feel that there's something sacred about a father daughter that you just brought out which i really think is an iconic moment for us you know forever so thank you again for bringing that father daughter relationship there you know when i was uh, arjun that's very interesting when i was making the film and you know every day some people will come and you know comment that you know because in the film nothing was happening it was in the drawing room of a of a family mm-hmm. and it was their everyday mundane life so uh the films that i have done so far i think uh, i have tried to pick up the moments which are absolutely uh, that i have either personally experienced mm-hmm. or i've seen them you know around me you know uh, so i think 
making those mundane moments and picking those very ordinary moments in life and trying to uh, make them engaging and be a mirror to them i think that's what i love actually and and, and i i enjoy that and i think you know that takes me to characters and you know if we talk about your most recent movie gulabu sadabu in every movie the characters you literally are like an artist to go into every micro detail and just like you know we talked about pico is people see these characters either they have seen in their life or they have gone through so when you were painting a character like mirza so what gets you to that level of authenticity like every micro details of that character is right there right in front so how do you get to that level of authenticity what what gets you to that level of understanding and how do you also communicate to an actor like big b amitabh bachchan to understand that character ha uh, mirza i think for gulabu sitabu was one of the most um, really one of the most fascinating characters and i think he he played out also so beautifully i think i think i was i think is one of his one of his really one of his iconic performances where i don't think we ever saw amitabh bachchan we only saw mirza Mm-hmm. so i think that's the uh, fascinating part of a of a of his performance in this film that i never could you know uh, his amitabh bachchanish thing shouted out mm-hmm. it was always mirza so uh, uh, of course uh, these characters again we have seen i mean you know i have seen these these characters so you must understand that mirza is a kind of person who's who spent his entire life with just one thought of his greed for this mansion mm-hmm. you know so greed for this mansion is is his is everything he married this woman just i mean it's so hilarious i mean in some point mm-hmm. and also i call this film the world of gulabo sitabo because there is no story as such it's the world that we i take people and like a and take them around so i i i think if you go to a small town i have grown up in delhi and uh the old part of delhi if you go you or old part of lucknow if you go you will find a character like mirza you will see them loiter around doing nothing just faffing around trying to do things commenting on few things but they have a very tunnel vision absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think we i created mirza with a complete tunnel vision that that he has he doesn't bother anything absolutely nothing he just want to be known as the owner of this mansion because all his life he's been known as the you know a person who's always been under begum mm-hmm. and begum is the actually the one who lives with a you know the lives the life a life and he is the one who's been used and so his greed his small greeds of selling coins and earning some money mm-hmm. uh and also this is this film was also about a lot of it it spoke about class you know the class system it's it spoke about uh equality and inequalities you know in in that we go through in our society 
you know, in a in a small uh, level where you know your when your greed takes over and everybody is somewhere looking for a little bit of pie from that greed. So mm-hmm. I think so. What happens, you know? So uh, I think so. That was the poetic justice of the end of the film, also. And uh, so I think Mirza's character was uh, was woven with with these small nuances, uh, where where his characterization was he would not be loud but inside him there is a huge turmoil going on all the time hmm. so i think that came out quite well and even the as you talked about the nuances the coins the light bulbs you know those micro actions <laughs> showed like it seriously it's like right now yes i laughed but at that point you really got into the character was nothing was small enough for him not to go for that was like the magnitude as you showed was incredible sir yes i think everybody the entire world was abusing him but it, i don't think it was he was hearing them mm-hmm. he just he was so used to it um yeah even the bulb or even the everything what you say was it was micro detailed you know in terms of yeah even when he started digging so yeah. it's all i think was <laughs> yes. like you know puts a humor yeah. there but again as you talked big at the beginning about slapstick i think then you start reflecting back and there was totally a different emotion as you go through yes i think the end of the film was very difficult for us to even think also mm-hmm. and to uh, conceptualize also but i think the end climax of the film that that's completely turned the event that finally the begum you know leaves at this age i think a lot of lot of uh, women also i think uh, appreciated the fact that you know even at the age of 98 uh, uh, 95 she lived her life you know she mm-hmm. didn't compromise and be on the bed and she eloped um, mm-hmm. with a boyfriend wow so what was the significance of the balloon mirza leaving with the one balloon I don't know maybe that's what she got you know okay. <laughs> that's what he got possibly <laughs> but also that's what he got and also he didn't leave his habit of stealing yes so so I think uh, that was one and of course that he's become a lonely man now you know mm-hmm. uh, so he lost everything so I think it was uh for him that his his wife begum you know leaves in a in a in a absolute in a in a car with people around so he he got nothing so i think he just got the balloon possibly nice so shudit you know you started from theater in between you did some ad films and then now you are in movies if you have to go back to do ad films like you even in ad films you said amazing stories you know you and i talked about like my favorite is the radha being nominated miss palampur such a simple concept with a surprise if you go back to make any ad films what would you do differently yeah i would try um, make understand my clients that please trust us mm-hmm. you know in terms of the storytelling you know and i think somewhere um, now in advertising the 
uh, advertising world uh, around the world uh, i think it's always been actually uh, storytelling has been always the most important factor i think the social issues that we that the advertising can bring in you know the social causes that the advertising uh, uh, and ab uh, with the clients and you know companies can associate with uh, i think those things i will really would want to add uh, especially, especially uh, uh, the recent films of international films also which have touched upon the environment the nature mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the or the human behavior small human emotions and behaviors uh, whether it's olympics where it's a mother where it's you know so i think those bringing in those small, smaller social issues in the in the advertising social uh, storytelling i think that's what i would want to um, surely bring in uh, that's very very key and important and a responsible part for advertisers also clients also business houses also i think that's very important so thank you you are listening to secrets to win big with arjun sen and today my vip guest is sujit sarkar and what sujit thus far took us through some of the concepts behind his movies he talked about his inspiration and how he really felt commitment he jumped in quitting a job and you know me growing up in kolkata and in india i really understand how it literally shook the family but that i think was the big commitment and on every story every time there's a big bigger deeper story that is there and again you know it's about the liberating it's about at the end you know in skulabu sitabu about showing that begum even at that age she can put her life first So Shrijit, now we'll just switching a little bit. This last section is one thought, one sentence. Uh, again, you can take a few sentences. That's okay. Is when anyone watches any of your movies, what's the one thought you want most people to leave leave with? Oh, uh, I think um, uh, that life is simple. That life is very very simple, and you have to be calm. that's it mm -hmm. calmness and meditative i think that's what the films are october or even uh, piku both the films even gulabo sitabo mm -hmm. i feel uh, uh, all my films somewhere down i have a very uh, i mean i wouldn't say spiritually i would want them to be take them uh, uh, what should i say that uh, you know it should bring a smile of course Mm -hmm. and it should calm you down so that's what i want people to take away thank you so if you go beyond storytelling and films and you also referred to when we were talking about advertising about the bigger responsibility what's your advice to anyone in any walk of life to be successful as a leader in whatever they do well i think uh, first let me tell you i don't understand the word and i don't appreciate the word success mm -hmm. uh for me uh, what i have done is yes you work hard because mm -hmm. you want 
to achieve something now success may be uh, in, in terms of various ways you know people may conceive uh, and in in today's time i think um, money is the biggest success poss- possibly for people to you know to calculate the what is success mm-hmm. so for me it's a it's, it's it's a task i take it as a task i take it as a task possibly from up there mm-hmm. so my task was to play football i played football my task was to make films i made films mm-hmm. last four month my task was to be at home take care of the family do housework so that's what i'm doing because nothing comes in nothing comes planned this lockdown for the last four months or five months was not planned mm-hmm. so nobody could plan this. so my my understanding is i take everything in life as a small task at this moment and i let it flow mm-hmm. uh even if i get something or don't i don't get something i don't i move on so that's what my life theory and philosophy is all the time and that i think is very fascinating and quite deep and you know growing up in kolkata my grandma i called her maiji was always there with wisdom and she always would explain to me the difference of karma and result and i remember one time a friend of mine cheated in an exam was getting thrown out of school and i was out there trying to protest and that day maiji taught me that putting your best efforts to do well is important but once you don't do that and then you try to influence the result that's where you get into trouble and i really like the way you defined that you know success i really think is on your best efforts i really think that really resonated and on this podcast you know my success has been when my brother sent me a picture of my nephew lunchtime with a little bowl of food looking at the screen to look at the podcast i felt that's it that's all the purpose of doing the podcast is agni sir looking at my podcast and he giving me his 20 minutes that he has for lunch makes it priceless <laughs> yes of course so should it if yes i think, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahead, no you're saying something go ahead no i think uh i would want to my whole um uh, my whole um struggle is to not struggle i would say effort effort is to achieve absolute calmness mm-hmm. so i think and not get disturbed not get troubled mm-hmm. with anything and of course we will face troubles and disturbances every day but my whole effort is to attain that calmness and i think that's what i am doing so that's what i'm trying to do in my films also so just have to ask this very trivial question in the last 4 months at home what's the best task that you have perfected that you have never done before in the house ah oh. well my life even if i was in bollywood and making films last 3 4 years my life has been like this because i i work in city of mumbai <clears throat> and i come back and sit, live in the city of kolkata where the way the lockdown is i live like this so i think uh, uh, the most important factor that i have learned and i have 
that I'm living every day. I'm having to eat my breakfast, lunch and dinner. And next morning I'm again waking up. I think this is the one of the most important learnings for me during this lockdown. Wow. So Shujit, if Shujit from 2020 went back and met Shujit just getting out of you know, college or a high school, let's say, what would be one advice that you would give that young kid? So when I was growing up at that time, everybody was, uh, all my school students, I mean, would go either to science stream mm -hmm. or commerce stream. Anybody who, who went to the, the an art stream was, was looked down upon as a failure, as a, you know, mm -hmm. not intelligent. And I would advise Sujit to go in this art stream. It was so unfortunate that I didn't learn art. You know, I didn't go for bachelor of art. I mm -hmm. went for commerce because of the pressure from the society and everything, because, you know, Art can't do anything, you know, and student of Bachelor of Art has got nothing. But I think the most important factor I'm learning is the Bachelor of Art. Mm. It's one of the most important courses, I think, art courses, which is so looked down upon by everyone. Everybody went for science stream or medical stream or this. Nobody went for, you know, art stream. And I think I would want to advise you just go for an art stream. And I think, you know, that's the advice is very relevant because in 1980s, 1990s, it was about those were the two choices. And I just think that same way society, and I think it goes back to your definition of success, defines traditional paths, which are lower risk as success. And I really think that it's all about finding your heart. And I think where your heart wants to go. And I think that's a great advice for all of us listening. So one of the last things is I always find that people who are, again, I'm hesitating using the word successful. So I find that people who have a pattern of repeated behavior, it's, that's what defines, because I find that anytime you want to achieve something, you really need to have a process. Is there a routine you have? You talked about calmness. The first thing, last thing you do to start your day and end your day that you would be comfortable sharing. Uh, I think the, uh, what I do is, uh, I'll tell you an example. So yes. I think that will possibly set. So as I said, I, I love sports mm -hmm. and, uh, if I, if there is a match or I still play and try play football in whatever way I can, I'm not allowed to play now at this age. And what position do you but play I, when you play? I, I am a midfield and a left winger. So, so, so that's what I play. So I was shooting for Piku. This mm -hmm. is, I'm talking about 2015, 2016. I'm shooting for Piku and, and now also. And on the middle of the shoot, I just, uh, there was a match and I had to go and Mr. Bachchan was there and he's there. And I, I don't know what happened to me. I left. And I told my assistants, tell Mr. Bachchan, Shweet had an urgent thing and he left. And I tell them, don't lie to him where I've gone. Just tell mm -hmm. them I have left, I have something urgent. 
so today nothing is happening and you know he thoughts really something and i forgot in that intoxicating way that it was a football match i was going for and i forgot that even abhishek was there with me in that match hmm. so, <laughs> so so you know i left and i said played match so he asked me hey what happened pa i said no no i just i packed up the shoot and i told them i'm going oh okay okay and next morning i knew mr bachchan came and he asked me you playing a football match i said yes yes so i said yes sir so i said i had to go and play a match so they no no it's okay he didn't say tell anything because he was, his son was there also mm-hmm. so so that's my mantra for myself you know i sometimes go yes you there are anxiety bursts when you have work you have something to do something but my mantra is i get off mm-hmm. i don't take the pressure for example let me tell you uh, if you allow me to explain this what Absolutely. you asked me very Absolutely. interesting thing you have told me asked me surviving in mumbai in bollywood with your kind of films which like the films these are uh films with lot of taboo you know whether it's vicky donor or piku mm-hmm. or films like october mm-hmm. now which deals with uh, neuroscience mm-hmm. you know it, uh, what happens in a neuroscience and what happens to a family and what happens uh, between this boy and a girl if you see october also it, it's you don't know what this boy is doing at this in this hospital for a friend there is no particular reason for him to be there mm-hmm. Uh, and and the end and even if you see gulabo sitabo so i think surviving in mumbai with your own terms in terms of doing films that you wish to do and not get uh, you know there's a lot of external pressure otherwise of this movie will work or not work you know what is the box office and everything so so far i've been doing the films the way i would i have conceived myself or vision myself so i have not uh, uh you know i won't call it a rebel as such in myself but i have done those films with complete integrity mm-hmm. what what compels me from from inside me to tell that particular story so i think that's what i had lived with as a routine you know i have been a little like a football player you know like every mm-hmm. time on the on the pitch and playing and dribbling and moving on um so not stopping so that's how i have uh, lived um one another important factor that i have adapted slowly you know since i mean to see to understand life it takes a lot of time you know it takes i mean i hope i would have understood a lot of things quite early in my life my life would have been much better possibly in terms of understanding but anyway Mm-hmm. whatever age you learn you learn mm-hmm. um uh so i think uh to sit quietly and not talk i think has helped me a lot just sit quietly mm-hmm. and and just not to think and stop your brain i think that has helped me a lot and that's what my routine is so so to me there are two so, threads that you talked about all through one about calmness 
and that you talked about, I think, sitting quietly. And second, that rebel in you, who once you find a path, you do it your way, whether it was leaving for theater and then you know, doing the movies, creating your own path, which was what felt comfortable. Anything you want to share about your upcoming movie or project or anything else that we, you want to talk about? Yes, my, uh, my next uh, film, which is now in a post-production stage, um, is a, it's a actually uh, uh, based on a true event. Uh, it's about uh, Shaheed Udham Singh. Uh, the name of the film is Sadar Udham. Uh, Udham Singh, it's a, it's a period film. Uh, he went to uh, London and in the, you know, and he, uh, he assassinated uh, Governor O'Doyer. So I think the story is all is about him. So it's a, you can say it's a biopic about this freedom fighter. Thank you, Shujit. And of course, all of us are looking forward to that movie. So in this podcast, Shujit, a few things that really hit hard is even though we talked, started talking about theater and movies, I am taking a bigger picture learning is life is simple. And as you start going through, you have to be you, you have to create your own path. And for you, even though the advice you talked about, you did not go into the bachelors of arts and everything, but you found your path. And I just think that another thing was an amazing aha towards the end you talked about was it's never too late to learn what you want to do. And I just remember my daughter and myself, we were just driving back after a lot of college trips when she told me that she finally knew what she was going to do. And she didn't want to be in marketing like me. And my whole thought process was, wow, at 21, you at least know what you want to do. And I was, I think, 45. I still had no clue what I want. So I really think that whole concept of knowing what you want is truly appreciated. So again, Shuji, thank you so much for taking time and sharing from your heart today. Thank you. Thank you, Arjun Sain. And thank you, Arjun, uh, to your all backstage team. Uh, so many thanks. And thank you to all the listeners. Absolutely. And on that spirit, I also want to thank Partha Sinha, president of Times, Times of India Group, for making this interview happen. He just, you know, was amazing. And Shujit also, I would take just a second to do a little shout out for my baby brother, Oni Sen, who I think plays soccer with you and inspires me every day. He too grew up in that world where science or commerce was the only two ways. And he chose and created his own path. And he is, even though he's younger than me, you know, inspires all of us in the family. And his miniseries, Ashur, is being recognized. And again, wanted to put a plug in for that. If you all have not seen it, please look at it. You know, I just absolutely loved it. Yes, Oni is my soccer friend. And Oni is absolutely, he's another very, very good human being. And I think he's a very good, very talented filmmaker too. So thank you. So thank you all for listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Please subscribe, share, and review the podcast with your friends and family. Happy listening and looking forward to bringing you great insights and great conversation from another leader 
from another walk of life from another corner of the world soon. Thank you again. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.